Okay. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Ramsey White Property Finance Podcast and today we're joined by Sam and Mark from Modus Accountants. I wanted to get these guys both on because they're experts at what they do in the field and a lot of our clients now are looking to buy properties or developments through SPVs and company structures and there's a lot of changes happening in the market. I thought it'd be great to get these guys um, to come on and share their experience and a bit about their company and what they do and hopefully get some value. Uh, from this um, interview today. So Mark and Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks, Joe. Thanks for having us. It's um, we've been great working with you guys and um, great to contribute to your audience. Brilliant. Thank you. And, and for those who don't know you, who, who are Modish? Do you want to give us a bit of a flavour, a bit of a background? Yeah, so Modish Accountants was formed three years ago, nearly to the day. Um, and it was set up, um, as kind of most businesses are, from a point of frustration. Um, I'd been in business 20 odd years, um, run all sorts of things, um, property companies and retail businesses, um, been a business advisor since 2008 and uh, just couldn't find the firm of accountants that was proactive, um, you know, kind of just gave the advice that you needed. Because obviously I've got a lot going on, there's properties and businesses and um, just couldn't get that, that experience that I know, you know, could exist and uh, got to the end of 2017 had about five people in one week ask me to know good accountants and um, I, I unfortunately I couldn't um, introduce them so um, I just decided to form my own one in 2018 which is supposed to kind of be an internal thing for me and my companies um, but, but since then it's just gone absolutely crazy and the team's grown and now we've got you know, three chartered accountants working for us and a bunch of uh, junior teams and it's just going from strength to strength so it's all that kind of um, it's the it's I've created the accountancy firm that I've always wanted but couldn't really find from an entrepreneur's perspective, but also from a, a property investor's perspective. Yeah. So is it fair to say that you guys really kind of focused down on the business owners, property investors and the entrepreneur kind of marketplace? Absolutely. It's very much a we've got, you know, the, the practice is probably you know, the client base is split into you've got property investors and business owners, pretty much. Um, and the whole purpose is to help us yeah, or help. We want to help our clients get from where they are to where they want to be. Um, so we might be coaching them on their business to help them generate more cash for them to invest in property so they can grow a property asset base. Equally, we might have people that are still in jobs that set up a property company that are trying to generate income to kind of get out of their, their day-to-day job and get income from property. So um, we like using them both. We like using business and property and then kind of seeing how they can work together. A lot of our business um, clients that we work with, we encourage them to set up property limited companies and start acquiring buy-to-let properties. Um, so the profits they make from their companies can go into assets as opposed to Ferraris. Ferraris are nice, but you know, buy-to-let properties will, will be there in 20 years and it can go up in value. Um, although Ferrari might as well. Hmm. Um, so um, yeah, it's very much an integrated approach. So you get the compliance, you get the good tax advice, you get the tax efficiency, but you also get um, the business advice, the forward-looking. So most accountants are backward-looking. They're kind of retrospective, compliance, deadline-driven. Uh, we can do all that. That's pretty sim- simple. Um, it's more the kind of forward-looking. So we take the, the past, um, what's going on right now and then we help them plan for the future but integrate it in terms of the business strategy the proper investment strategy just everything they need to kind of get to where they want to get to so it's um it's something i've always wanted for myself actually so um it's quite nice to see it come to uh come alive and it, it's, it seems to be growing quite well that's brilliant and, and congratulations to yourself and your team um 
I think for myself, when I sat Ramsey and White, it was out of frustration because yeah. I was dealing with a lot of residential mortgage advisors and who didn't really understand maybe the certain business models or strategies in the marketplace yeah. and, and could uh, get the right lending to, to, to match that. So I can completely understand where you're coming from, kind of creating a business off the back of your own frustrations to make something happen. And I guess as well, uh, if you're like me, then you enjoy working with that type of clientele that are forward thinking, kind of motivated business driven so it's quite yep. positive kind of individuals who are trying to expand and, and better themselves in their business right make so, things happen make things happen exactly sometimes it's a bit of a challenge sometimes it's about helping them get out of a, a challenge to get to the good stuff but um you know as with anything in life the entrepreneurial journey is a bit of a up and down i haven't quite been able to smooth it out yet it's a nice linear curve so it's about supporting people through those downs as well um, and then obviously on the ups helping them make most of those ups as well so it's um it's a whole holistic approach to life which is quite good fun and then, so what? So what's your role in the company then, Mark? Because obviously we've got Sam on the call and we'll jump into what Sam does. Yeah. What's your role on the kind of day-to-day? What does that look like for you? So mine, strategy, leadership and business advice. That's what I, I enjoy. I've done quite a few calls, quite a few calls today and, and yesterday with um, helping business owners and property investors. Um, and the day-to-day running of the firm is, is left to Sam Dallimore and Samantha Newport, who um, deal with the compliance and deal with the accounting side of it. And then obviously we've got a junior team that run around and, and gather all the uh, information we need to help our clients process what they need to. Um, as being a leader of, within your firm and then giving uh, business owners leadership advice, where do you see like the challenges for leaders within the next 12 months of your growing a business? Where, where, where do you see that as, as a leader? And I, I'm sure there's many. Great question. Great question. It, it's it, imminently from what I'm hearing is it's just getting people back to working in the office um, it, from first lockdown there's a little bit of inertia to get over them getting back in the office. People quite comfortable working at home. Um, but there's also just getting the, the team culture motivation back is um, I've developed lots of businesses and I've worked with hundreds, coached, mentored, all sorts. Um, the hardest part of, of any business is the team um, because we're kind of human beings with emotions and all sorts of crazy things that go on inside our brains. Whereas a system and process, you can install a system process, you can create an operations manual. It's a pretty kind of linear task. It's, it's not that complicated. You know, some software can be quite complex, but ultimately it's, it's your program that you get it working, show people how to use it, it starts working. The people that operate that, the people that, you know, communicate with your clients, that integrate with, you know, your whole business, the way you motivate lead, that, that is the hardest piece. So for me, um, you know, the best advice I can give to people uh, that have got teams and they're working from home is regular communication, massive regular communication. Because um, at home, as you've all experienced, it can be quite lonely. I'm in the office today, all by myself. It's a bit lonely. Um, but I know when everyone's back in, it'll be fun and buzzing and we'll all be back again. So it's just that kind of checking in with people, making sure they're okay, um, finding out what their kind of concerns are, because you know, people might be worried about their jobs, might be worried about what happens when they get back. Um, so that's the, the bit of advice that I'll give to anybody. Just nurture your team as, as much as you possibly can. Yeah, I guess a company effectively is just a group of people working together as a collective, right? So as long as they're nurtured and looked after, then hopefully the company will perform well. Um, so I guess from your firm, it's not just the back end compliance and all that they, they can get, but actually that leadership skills, quality, how to grow and manage a business. And uh, uh, that's, that's awesome because what, what do you want as a business owner? Do you want to build a business that you can sell in a couple of years or do you want to build a business that you can you know in 40 years time sit on a beach and still be getting paid because you've grown an awesome business and a, and a team around you but you need where do you get that advice from right and i think some people go into business because they're experts in their field like you know they might be plumbers or builders or finance advisors but actually they don't have that business acumen how to scale and manage and it's another element of growing a business and so having a team yourself kind of can help you get there right 
It, it's so true. And, and I just had a, had a great call with an owner this morning that's been going for five years. He's in the day to day. His business is growing rapidly um, and he just can't get off the tools, uh, yeah. or, you know, off the job that he does or the work that he does. Um, and it's just that it, it is a big jump from going from, hey, I've, I've got to, you know, set up a business. I've got to win work. Um, however you do that, you've got to deliver work to come, coming off the work and employing people to do that for you. And then, as you say, you can either exit to get a check one day and you've grown this business, which is now working without you, um, or you, you exit to keep, which is kind of my, one of my favorite strategies where you, you build a business, you've got a management team in place and you can exit. And when you come back, it's actually grown as opposed to being turned into a car park or something like that. So um, it's, 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 everyone's different. You know, some people want Friday afternoons off and they don't know how to do that. And that's great. We can share that equally. Some people want global domination and they want a, an office in every city around the world. And, and, and that's great too. Um, and I, what I love about what we did and you guys help property investors as well, it's just about finding out what they want and then helping them achieve it. And it's different for everybody, um, which makes life a bit interesting because everybody wanted the same thing and be boring. Yeah. So uh, I, I enjoy helping, you know, different people achieve different things. Awesome. Yeah, you've described it quite well there, Joel, actually what we do in that. Uh, yeah, we do offer the basic back office compliance, as you say, but what we get, you know, our most enjoyment out of and, where you know we add real value is that you know the business piece to sit alongside that and you know to have, help people help business owners achieve their goals. So, yeah, I think there's a there's a saying about start with the end in mind, right? So, what do you want the business to look like in twelve months, twenty four months, thirty six months? What why are you doing this? You know, because you know yeah. it's it's not going to be easy at times. It's going to be yeah. tough, and uh, you're going to fall out with your partner, and you're going to fall out. You know, and you're going to have to spend money that you didn't plan on spending, and it just you're going to be stretched. And um, so you got why are you doing it? And how what what ultimately is the end goal? And I guess you need to work backwards. And even if it is to sell or to keep they kind of need to be the same anyway because if you want to sell it then you need to replace you need to replace yourself you can't if i'm not going to buy a mortgage brokerage um if if the person within that brokerage is is actually creating all that business if i just buy it off him what's to say the clients aren't going to leave we need a robust system in place and that needs strategy and time and investment and i guess this is where you guys come in and and just kind of look on it from a holistic point of view and just maybe not tell the clients necessarily what to do but guide them in the right you know as you were saying earlier about mentoring them in the right way and i think that's kind of good coaching um but yeah so sam what, what what's kind of your role within the company then how, how long have you been with modus and tell us a bit about yourself yeah so i've been with modus since feb 2020 so just just uh just down a year now just yeah just i was there for a few weeks before we went into lockdown so my role really became kind of help just helping our clients and offering that support from uh you know, COVID kind of grants and, you know, pl- planning from that perspective point of view. So um, but it, since then, it's focusing on growing, growing the practice really. So we've, you know, we have grown dur- really well during, during the pandemic, um, thankfully. Um, and it's just really driving that growth, making sure we've got right, you know, the people in place where they should be doing, doing the right jobs, um, making sure, you know, we're backfilling juniors, as Mark alluded to earlier, and just our systems and processes are, you know, are correct for us in doing what they need to be doing. So, um, and also we've been, we've been trying to kind of really grow our, our local trading businesses, a high percentage of our client base are property investors, but we're trying to kind of really grow our local trading businesses. We've launched like Modus Ignite uh, recently, which kind of helps that as well. Um, and we offer business coaching as well as kind of 
outsourced FD package management accounts. So it's leading that side of like the outsourced department um, and making sure we're kind of providing a really you know top end service for those for those for those clients there. Brilliant. And I guess you're taking them on that journey then, aren't you? Starting starting a business out with the FD. That's the goal, isn't it? If you have a business, you do want an FD within your business at some point because you know I, when I first set up Ramsey, and I was. I was spreadsheets on spreadsheets, you know, I was obsessed with, I was getting the bank statements and looking at spreadsheets, but the amount of time it was taking me, and, you know, then you can sit down with an FD and say, well, actually, Joel, you're really good at this, go and focus on that. And uh, it's a good soundboard to have, and you can run your board meetings correctly, you have the right minutes, and uh, it just takes that stress away. So um, I think it's great having a company like yourselves to support business owners, property investors, and developers. Obviously, our, both our kind of clientele are in that space of, of the property investor, business market, entrepreneur entrepreneurs of, of today and tomorrow um obviously the budget was recently announced How, obviously there's so much information and detail within the budget we could be here a whole a whole podcast on it but just i know you're both busy what what kind of uh things happen in the budget do you say that have an impact positive or negative for uh for, for our type of clients in the property market um so the main thing that will be relevant to property investors is the stamp, stamp duty holiday um, so that's been extended to the end of June now. Um, more from, from heating from, up the market, because that's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. Awesome, it's heating up the market. Obviously, buying your second home or, or in property investments, you, you won't get the stamp duty holiday on that. But it's more the, um, as I, I'm sure you're seeing, people are kind of going to viewings and the properties are being sold on the way to the viewing because it's yeah. just gone a bit crazy. So it's heated the market up. Um, so obviously, as an investor, you want a good deal. You want to you know, buy, buy low and do the work and refinance and all the rest of it, it's going to be trickier to get those deals you know, while this is in place. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because obviously the, like the stamp duty holiday and there's the new mortgage scheme with 5% deposit. Yeah. Obviously, it's, it's not, yeah, the market's not showing a true kind of reflection of what the, the real kind of market at the moment because there's these schemes, it'll, it'll only be until, you know, the point at which they end where we see, okay, where, where are we now? So... Um, so yeah, that's been extended. Um, yeah, as I say, the the, the mortgage scheme five percent uh, deposit launched in April. That's for you know first time buyers, previous homeowners, home movers. Um, so that's um, a, a, a very good scheme. And uh, obviously, corporation tax increasing um, not until twenty twenty three, but it won't it's, it won't affect small businesses with profits of up to fifty k. Um, they'll still be ninety percent, and it's tapered up to twenty five percent until you reach two hundred and fifty k profits. So, have you had many kind of clients ask about the the corporation tax increase? Because obviously that that will have an impact depending on the, the profits they have. Has that been a concern for your clients? Was it kind of like well anticipated because of the amount of money that's been kind of circulating or uh, or, or distributed during the kind of this pandemic pandemic period? Uh, we have had a few questions. Um, I think people just see on the news rising corporation tax without looking into the detail of it and understanding it. So it's more of kind of a you know instinct response to ask um, and be worried about it rather than actually thinking about it. But you know, so property investors, there are ways and means that you know we can we can look at keeping you know the profits you know beneath that but um yeah, trading clients obviously once we've got some trading clients doing very well and you know, that will get affected by this so um 
I get. I guess the main thing. The, the main thing is yeah. to have a conversation with you guys early doors and then plan Absolutely, accordingly. Yeah. Plan out. Yeah, yeah. You know what? What do you want your business to look like, and how much? how much investment do you need to make into that business and work backwards? You know, I probably imagine what we see as mortgage advisors, some people stripping the money out of the business because they want, a, they have a lavish lifestyle and, and all this, but actually uh, what is the plan? What, what, where do you want to take that? Don't, don't take the money out, invest that money back into the business, plan accordingly, get the right team around you, how much you need to spend on marketing. And it's just another element of being in business, isn't it? There's many plates to, sp- to spin. So I guess it's speaking to you guys early doors. What does that really mean for me as a business owner? Well, actually, it means nothing to you, Joel, because, you know, you're not actually at that level yet. But when you get to that level and we believe you will, then it'll be tapered. And this is what it means. And we're going to do X, Y and Z to, to, to structure your business accordingly. Yeah. yeah. And the rules will probably change by that point anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's all about, you know, deal with the rules as they come out. So, I mean, I'm sure there'll be another budget announced later in the year, you know, because we'll get the true picture of all the kind of the, the, the government spending and the holes that need to be filled in. To be some other changes, but right now, these are the rules. This is what you should structure them. If they change, uh, we'll then look at those and then we'll contact our clients individually if you need to make changes or tweaks to the company structures or how they operate or, or they, they might have shares with their partner or whatever it is. Um, it's always just about being dynamic and proactive. Um, this is what I, you know, as, as you know, when I was just an, just an entrepreneur and property investor and you know, trying to get that proactivity from an accountant, um, it was a bit tr- tricky. So, you know, what I want to know is my accountant knows all my different business interests. So when the rules change, they then automatically get on jumping to me and say, hang on, you know, remember we put this here? No, we need to do this now because the rules have changed. Um, this is better for you. So that's what we do with, with you know, obviously we've got different tiers of service, but for our clients that want that level of service, um, that's the kind of thing we'll do for them and make sure that they're always in line with the most efficient um, structures. Awesome. And in terms of structures and what's happening in the market, are you seeing any specific trends in the market at the moment in terms of setting up holding companies, SPVs? Um, there is a, um, it's a, it's a cracking question. And, and there is this kind of, I want a holding company because I think you sound nice and big. <laughs> Which is fine. Set as many holding companies up as you like. It just means more accountancy fees. But uh, it's not necessarily the best way. Of do- I've, I've talked a lot of people out of it. I had, I had one um, person just came off a, a, a popular training, property training course, um, I think it was back in the last year, and they did their course, they paid the money, and they were excited for life, and they wanted a buy-to-let company, a development company, um, a holding company, a trading company, a sourcing company, and, you know, as, as an accountant, you're like, yep, that's five companies, that's five lot of fees, um, but I think I got them down to two in the end, um, because it's just, you know, yeah, you might need that structure one day, but, you know, whilst you're starting out, and um, it's just about having what you need, and no more because if you can start going for kind of more complex structures early on, you're just going to end up shutting companies down and paying some county fees in the interim. So it is a it is a bit of a broad spectrum. Um, everyone is different. I mean, it all comes down to what your goals are, as we said at the start of the call, um, and then planning a structure for you for right now. But as we also said, that can sometimes change. You might be made redundant. You might you know get inheritance. You might get more capital, or however it is. So. What we do with everybody is is kind of find out where they want to get to and then based on the information we have now we'll advise them on, a, on the best most efficient structure uh, to get you know to help them achieve their goals um but from a property point of view um you know the, the typical question is you know should you have it in your own name or should you have it in a, in a limited company or all that kind of stuff um and it is again down to the individual's personal tax um situation some people might not be employed um, in which case it might be better to have it in your own name but equally you're a high rate taxpayer, it might not be given your name. So the trend is is definitely obviously more towards limited companies. I'm sure you guys are seeing that in the um, in the finance 
side as, as well. Yeah, like probably 96% of our applications are through SPV company structures because wow. kind of portfolio landlords, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, residential remortgages, sole name, but as an investment, yeah, yeah. It, it, always an SPV at the moment. That's what we're seeing, yeah. Yeah, and we've seen that as well. And um, very few times when someone starts with us and they say, oh, should we put this in my own name? And when we do some numbers for them, it, it just doesn't make any sense, especially if they have the desire to buy you know, more than one, which most people, as they go into property investment, they tend to want to buy more than one. So, um, you know, at least wrapping it up in, a, in an SPV um, lens company just means that, you know, you're going to you know, save yourself you know, some tax going down the line. So, um, and in, in just in terms of the holding company structures, as again, yes, it, it is good to kind of have everything separated out. So if you've got a portfolio of lens companies, uh, oh, sorry, of um, investment properties by Tillet, you don't want to lump, you know, multi-million pound development into that. Um, so you probably want to set up a fresh SPV for your development um, and kind of depending on what you're trying to do, it's, it's nice to have them in their different homes, um, you know, different limited companies. Um, but equally, uh, you know, there's no point in setting them all up from day one because, you know, you might buy your first single let, you know, this week, but you might only do your first development in two years time. So, um, you know, set things up as you need to. And every time, you know, we get a client, we find out what they want to do and then we can advise on the appropriate structure. But there isn't really a... Uh, Kind of a trend as you like it's, it's definitely an individual basis because tax is so personal mm. yeah so it's, it's really depends on their circumstances which advice you'd give them as follows so i think we see it a lot that um clients will come off these training courses or just had uh they've heard someone else set up a company structure and then they come to us with their company structure and we say brilliant what are you looking to do what's your investment model and then they'll tell us but that structure doesn't fit the lending requirements for that for, for that structure yeah. so it's once you i guess as, as an investor decide on where you want to invest and what type of properties you want to invest in what kind of model business model then speaking to your accountant or speaking to your accountant find out what's most tax efficient and and, and co- almost having a conversation with both parties your mortgage advisor accountant, and making sure that all tally tallies the, up the common one is they set the holding company out um, and then they have their the, the holding company obviously owns the shares of the, the subsidiary companies and they go to someone like yourself for their first mortgage and the mortgage company sees that there isn't a, a natural person as a shareholder as a corporate entity uh, and, and they don't like that um, so then we've got to take the shares out of the holding company put it into the um, put them back into their own name so now you've broken the holding company structure <laughs> so it, it, it's you know it's just a faff which which you can avoid by you know having that conversation early with like yourselves as well, finding out what the lenders require, you know what what you know specifically do they need in terms of a new SPV, um, you know what's best from a tax perspective, and then blending those two bits of information and then coming up with that ultimate kind of um, strategy for your goals. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's lenders in the market that will cater for holding companies and SPVs underneath that. But again, it's if you if you're very new to investing yeah. property and you might be buying your first investment, then maybe fifty thousand pounds up in the valley, South Wales. Then do you need all these other companies in the background? Yeah. So again, it's just a com- everyone's circumstances are different, but it's just a conversation to have up front before you know going yeah, into a- it and and wasting money and time, I guess. It's a little bit of a puzzle. And once we kind of get all the pieces, we can put a puzzle together and that's your plan. Um, so there's information from you guys, obviously from the mortgage side, there's obviously the tax side, there's just general property strategy side. Obviously we invest in, in properties ourselves and we've got developments and everything going. So we know all the stuff that our clients are investing in when they when they get a down value and they feel, oh, agreed, we have down value. So we know the feeling. Um, so we kind of, not only do we kind of advise, we also live and breathe 
with with our clients as well so um we know what it's like so it's making sure that you know as we kind of go through that journey together anything that we learn from us from you guys sharing information between our clients um, and also um stuff that we experience is stuff that we just advise straight to our clients because there's something about being in the trenches which is quite valuable yeah and i guess it keeps you current as well if you're investing in property yourselves and you're really seeing the trends in the market and what's happening what's happening and obviously you've got the professional practice as well so you can share that that knowledge if someone was listening to the listening to the company now mark and uh, listening to this interview sorry and they've got several properties but they all are owning their own name and um you know, now the, the tax implications is starting to impact them and they go, oh, actually, maybe I want to incorporate this. You know, what should there, is that obviously everyone's situation is slightly different, but what should they be doing? Coming to speak to you guys, what kind of things would you be saying to them? Get, get in touch with your accountant um, as soon as possible. Um, ask them if they wouldn't mind doing a property strategy review, um, which, you know, we, we do and we offer, a, you know, half an hour free strategy review. We can get the information and then from there we can kind of, make some decisions there are some expensive solutions to that um, where you can incorporate and all the rest of it it all depends again on how long you're going to have a hold of the properties for you know what you tend to do um, but get that initial advice because what you don't want to do is bury head in the sand and pay a heap of tax and then five years time someone says to you if only you just did this you would have saved x thousands of pounds of tax uh, so rather get the advice let's look into it you know let's take the bitter pill if we have to in terms of restructuring things and a bit of a, a pain um, but that will probably save you a lot in the, in the long run. So, um, yeah, get in touch with us, get in touch with your, your accountants. Um, they'll be able to help uh, and just get planning um, now rather than in a few years time when it, you know, it, it might hurt even more. Yeah, it's a, it's a common question. Obviously, that gold, we, you know, we have all the time with, um, you know, people getting in touch with us. And, um, yeah, like, as you say, it really is, it, it goes in this individual case on every single one. It's, there's no blanket approach to it, but um, and it also comes with a caveat of this is you know this is the best course of action at this moment in time based on what we know. Who's not to say you're going to you know be paying out quite a lot of fees to do this, and then in a year's time it changes. But so you know all, all you can do is advise what the best course of action is now based on the information we have. But yeah, it is a common as well because we've had um, expats that live quite a few of our clients international so we've got um, some expats living in Singapore with quite a substantial portfolio in their own names in the UK so we had to look at their Singaporean income the UK income you know that was a big big complicated um, you know task so we can do stuff like that but it's, it's so individual um, yeah. to kind of put that solution in place for, for the person so once we have all the information um we can then give them a steer obviously we can't drill into it until we've got proper engagement because of professional indemnity and all the rest of it but once we've got a, a flavor for what they need uh, we can give them a bit of a steer of where to go whether they want to do that with us or do it with somebody else um that, that's okay it's just as long as you get the support and help yeah so so we work along a lot with foreign nationals and expats investing here in the uk as well i know you guys cater to that do you want to talk a bit about kind of how you work with your your foreign nationals expats who maybe setting up companies here in the uk to invest in property absolutely sam that's something you do daily <laughs> yeah so um we've got yeah we're quite, quite, a, quite a big client base in um, hong kong um looking to purchase in the UK property market and you know some of them start to move over as well to live but um, and, and elsewhere as well Sweden um, Holland and essentially it's, um, it's just, you know they, they see the UK property market as a good return on investment and it's as simple as that and 
you know, there's 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 tax efficient ways of setting it up, which you know you need we need to make sure you know, that that's done. Once it's set up, it's 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 all about return on investment for them. There's no attachment to these properties. There's no no personal. What what are they going to get? It's cash flow at the end of the month. And that, that's all that matters and um and that's that's why you know international people are investing in the uk so um yeah and you, and you you guys are kind of their eyes and ears here on the ground the part of that team the professional team that's ultimately helping their portfolio um succeed basically yeah. um, and also working with the likes of you guys we had one of our clients um that have been with us for a good couple of years and we had this email from them saying got this amazing rate and it, it was well we found out there was you guys that helped them with it so um that's made a massive difference to the international market you know up to two or three years ago they couldn't get you know anything below eight percent per annum on, on their mortgages which obviously wipes out your uh, your single net profit um you make a bit on this on an hmo at a push but obviously when you start getting fours um that halves their uh, monthly interest so um you know certainly in the last couple of years or the last 18 months it's been a massive shift so um well, well, well done to you guys. Thank you. I think it's just the structure. If they get the structure right, it makes the life a lot easier and lenders can understand it and want to work with them. I mean, the lenders want to lend at the moment. Um, it's just about yeah. positioning the clients in a way that the, uh, the lenders can understand it and get comfortable and um, feel reassured that they're going to get their money back. Um, so obviously, I appreciate you guys are busy. Um, we're kind of running over time a little bit. I just wanted to... Uh, ask you how can uh, how can anyone listening get in touch with you guys and also what kind of information do they need to prepare so that you can have a meaningful conversation with yourselves so the first thing um you can jump to the website and fill in the contact us form um you can drop an email to hello at modus-accountant.co.uk more than happy to book a free you know 20 minute 30 minute kind of initial call just have a conversation um that's normally done either with myself or sam uh, just to understand more about what you're looking to achieve if you get what you need from that call, you never need to see from us, hear from us again. That's perfect. We love providing value. It, you know, we've got plenty going on. We've got lots of new clients joining the firm literally um, weekly. So it's more about helping you get some direction. If you want to kind of um, take some service up after that and you want some support, then it's just about picking, you know, what level of support you want. Because again, you know, set the firm up in something that I always wanted. I wanted flexible accounting firm. But sometimes you need lots of support when you're going through change and you're buying things. Other times you don't need lots of support. So being able to adjust the support as you need up and down with no long-term contracts, that's kind of what we have. So you kind of pick the level of support you need, what you kind of need to succeed, we'll be in and provide it for you and we'll just go with that and review it every quarter. So we're making sure that you guys are using what you, you know, the service that you, you, you need, but equally, if you're not, we'll, we'll turn it down for you. Brilliant. So look guys, I really appreciate you both coming on and anyone who's listening today. I hope you've got some value from our conversation. Mm. The real value will be in having a conversation with these guys afterwards. If you're in business, in property, looking at developments, looking to scale and you want to understand structure and getting these things right, you need to, it's better to do it early doors rather than trying to restructure later on. It can be done, but can be more cost costly and ultimately slow the, the traction of your business down. So I'd 100% reach out. A lot of our clients are benefit of working with Modus Accountants. Again, guys, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you very much. Yeah, Joel, thanks for having us. It's been great having you. And a lot of our clients are benefiting from working with you guys. So um, it's all about having that team of people surrounding yourself with, to have your best interest at heart. So thanks for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, we look forward to continue working with you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you.